Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Mm. A marvelous Monday one week before Christmas. Yes. That's exciting. Our Do Not Fear scripture for the day comes out of Judges 6.23. Judges 6.23 says, But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. That could be comforting words. Absolutely. All right. On today's call, we're going to discuss what your inheritance should include. Proverbs 19.14. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Hallelujah. He's so right, baby. When I first read this scripture, I felt like God might want me to write about the joy of having a prudent, understanding wife. Immediately, I started having warm, fuzzy thoughts about you. Thank you, darling. I began to recall a long list of character qualities and most excellent things about my wife. I was getting fired up about the prospect of writing about my smoking hot wife, to use the contemporary vernacular. However, as I continued meditating, the Lord directed me to write about fathers giving their children an inheritance of house and riches. Oh, well, I'll be another day. That's it. <laughs> In searching Proverbs 1914, 1914, Strong's Concordance, I found the word house means what you expect, a dwelling place. Inheritance is just that. Something is passed from one generation to the next. I heard those who promote a poverty mentality say that riches is just an inner peace, feeling of comfort, spiritual satisfaction. Truthfully, that's absurd because the Bible proves otherwise. Strong's Concordance, riches, is the Hebrew word H1952. H1952. It means wealth, riches, substance. According to dictionary.com, Riches and substance are defined as, well, wealth, a great quantity, a store of money, valuable possessions, property, or other riches. The term, the word riches, is defined as having wealth or great possessions, abundantly supplied with resources, means, or funds, wealthy. And substance is defined as possessions, means, or wealth. I think anyone who doesn't have a hidden or opposing agenda would have to admit that taking the reference to house and riches in Proverbs 19.14 is definitely talking about money and possessions. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hebrew word hone appears in 26 verses in the King James Version of the Bible. And in Psalm 112, verse 3, 112, verse 3, it says, Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. You know, that's a great one to personalize. Wealth and riches shall be in Maya's house, and her righteousness endureth forever. You got some? Wealth and riches shall be in Lawrence's house, and his righteousness shall endure forever. Wealth and riches shall be in Bruce's house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Boy, we could go on forever. Because we yes, have we so could. many fabulous people who listen to this call, and we love you all. 
Psalm 119, 14. Psalm 119, 14 says, I have rejoiced in the way of my testimony, thy testimonies as much as in all riches. And we like the contemporary English version of Psalm 119, 14. It says, obeying your instructions brings as much happiness as being rich. There is that self, you know, well, satisfaction of knowing, can I do, what can I do for you, Lord? And he goes, yes, do this. Proverbs 3, 9, 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. Proverbs 6, 31 says, but if he be found, this is, this is our go-to if you've had something stolen from you, taken from you, is Proverbs 6, 31, remember that. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. That's referring to a thief. And we know who the thief is. The yes. thief is the enemy. Sometimes, I mean, I put his, I put his mm, feet to the, all four of them. And I go <laughs> to the fire and go, look, I either find this or else you can pay me seven times. It's amazing what We got some on. great testimonies on that. Yes, we do. And personal ones in there. Proverbs 24.4, classic amplified. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. You know, we could go on with scriptures with the Hebrew word hone, which is what we had here for, you know, wealth. But we trust that you're getting the picture when the word of God says houses and riches. It's not just talking about a good feeling. It's talking about scripturally what you can have. Proverbs 13, 22. This is where we're going. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Strong's concordance says the word good in the Hebrew is the word H2896, H2896, and it means good, pleasant, rich, agreeable, prosperous, understanding, and excellent. So it's fair to say that a good man, as defined in Scripture, is also a rich and prosperous man. Yes. And you can be prosperous without having money immediately. But it means that the Lord is like Joseph was described as a prosperous man. But that's because the Lord, boy, he hadn't seen anything yet. Interestingly enough, that same word is used seven times in Genesis where the scripture says, and God saw that it was good. To us, that gives a little more oomph to the word good when God created something and he compared it with the word, you know, it's compared with the same word as creation. The New Living Translation of Proverbs 13, 22 says, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. There you go, honey. Yeah, but the sinner's wealth passes to Marcella, but the sinner's wealth passes to Yvette, but the sinner's wealth passes, and passes to Ray, but the sinner's wealth Passes to Terry. Yes. Personalize that. Personalize it for so yourself. We've established that a good man woman leaves an inheritance to their grandchildren. Again, there's some who will say the inheritance is of a spiritual nature. And let me tell you this that is nothing to sneeze about either because we want to leave a good name for our children and a good legacy for them spiritually. But today we're talking about what the scripture says about wealth. Yep. A good name, the wisdom of his experience. However, that's not what the scriptures say. If you look up the word translated from the original Hebrew, according to Strong's Concordance, the word inheritance is the Hebrew word H5157. 
age 51, 57. And it means you get it as a possession, acquire, intent, possessions, and property. The Hebrew word. Pronounce that one, baby. Nehil. 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 According to Hebrew Concordance, King James is in the scripture 64 times. In 59 verses, and 49 of those times, is translated as inheritance or inherit. As we scan these verses, it's very clear. The word nahil is not referring to something intangible, rather something tangible, as in property and possessions. It's obvious that one of these qualities of a good man is that he leaves an inheritance of a tangible nature to his grandchildren. I'm not saying that every person should leave an inheritance the size of the Rockefeller or Buffett estates. It's relative. But the scripture is clear that you should and are to leave an inheritance. If you scan the use of the word heal, you will notice that it's generally not associated with jump change, broken down cars, and debt-laden stuff. Recently, I read where it's expected over $10 trillion will be transferred through inheritances over the next two decades. The average inheritance said to be around 200000 Is As average, there's obviously some who will receive much less and those who will receive much more. You know, here are, though, seven tips that can protect your hard-earned money and ensure that it gets where you want it to go and not going to the, well coffers of the IRS. Number one, review your current will or living trust, particularly if you move to another state. Number two, consider using a living will if you don't have one. A living trust, excuse me, I consider using a living trust because a living trust will avoid probate, reduce legal fees, and allow your beneficiaries to pay the least possible in taxes. Number three, be specific about who gets what to avoid family fights. There are certain legal terms that you can use to specify heirs, and an attorney knows what they are. Number four, determine whether or not you may need two living trusts depending on the size of your estate. Five, maximize the benefits of life insurance if you have that. Number six, prepare all legal documents, including a fully executed power of attorney in case one of your parents becomes incapacitated or one of you become incapacitated. And seven, talk to a good, I I emphasize good, CPA, and several financial planners to get multiple opinions because that is very important. And one might give you one, but you can learn a whole lot if you talk to several. You know, honey, there's a reason. The scriptures discuss inheritance. And we don't need to put off doing what the scripture says. Needs to be done. Needs to be done. That's right. Think about those things. Yes, you may not think that you have a, uh, there's a large inheritance, but I can tell you. But whatever you have, you want to protect it. That's exactly right. Well said, my baby. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Special week out shout to my 95-year-old mama. That's it. A week before <laughs> Christmas, mama. All right. Well, until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. 
We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.